Hello everyone, I am Joseph Peach and this is my podcast, A Light in a World Filled with Lights. In this episode, we are going to be diving into the Old Testament. I feel like the passage that I will read to you has a lot of meaning that we can take into our daily lives that sometimes we forget. And to give you a little background on this passage before I read it, this passage is 1 Samuel chapter 15. And it is about King Saul. And it is about his disobedience to the will of God. He will, as you will hear, gets clear instructions on what the Lord wants from him. And we will see how he acts kind of like how we act. We do the will of God to a certain extent, to however it suits us best. So let me start. Samuel said to Saul, It was I, the Lord, sent to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now, therefore, listen to the message of the Lord. This is what the Lord of hosts has to say. I will punish what Amalek did to Israel when he barred his way as he was coming up from Egypt. Go now, attack Amalek, and deal with him and all that he has under the ban. Do not spare him, but kill men and women, children and infants, oxen and sheep, camels and asses. Now, take a quick break from that, from this passage, to give you a little background on why the Lord wants Amalek to be wiped out. It's basically because part of the Exodus stories of when Moses took the Israelites out of Egypt, when they were just a small, dysfunctional band, um, they got attacked by Amalek, um, and God promised Moses that in the future, that Amalek would get wiped out. So here... I don't know how many years later it would be. But here, we'll call it generations later. God has King Saul doing the bidding of a promise of an oath he made to Moses. So, let's continue. Saul alerted the soldiers. And at Telamam reviewed 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. Saul went to the city of Amalek. And after setting an ambush in the wall warned the Kenites, come, leave Amalek and with and withdraw that I may also have to destroy you with them, for you were kind to the Israelites when they came up from Egypt. After the Kenites left, Saul routed Amalek from Havilah to the approaches of Shur on the frontier of Egypt. He took Agag, king of Amalek, alive. But on the rest of the people, he put into effect the ban of destruction by the sword. He and his troops spared Agag and the best of the fat sheep and oxen and lambs. They refused to carry out the doom on anything that was worthwhile, dooming only what was worthless and of no account. So here we see uh, Saul got very specific orders from God through Samuel who told him what to do. 
And what does Samuel do? He directly disobeys God and only obeys him when it's convenient. This does not sound like a good recipe to make good means with our Father, God in heaven. So, as I continue, then the Lord spoke to Samuel. I regret having made Saul king, for he has turned from me and has not kept my command. At this, Samuel grew angry and cried out to the Lord all night. Early in the morning, he went to meet Saul, but was informed that Saul had gone to Carmel, where he erected a trophy in his own honor, and that on his return, he had passed on and gone down to Gilag. When Samuel came to him, Saul greeted him. The Lord bless you. I have kept the command of the Lord. But Samuel asked, What then is the meaning of this bleeding of sheep that comes to my ears and the lowing of oxen that I hear? Saul replied, They were brought from Amalek. The men spared the best sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we have carried out the ban on the rest. Samuel said to Saul, Stop. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Speak, he replied. Samuel then said, Though little in your esteem, are you not leader of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king of Israel and sent you on a mission saying, Go and put sinful Amalekites under a ban of destruction. Fight against them until you have exterminated them. Why then have you disobeyed the Lord? You have pounced on the spoil, thus displeasing the Lord. Saul answered Samuel, I did indeed obey the Lord and fulfilled the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought back Agag and have destroyed Amalek under the man. But from the spoil, the men took sheep and oxen, the best of what had been banned to sacrifice to the Lord their God in Gilead. But Samuel said, Does the Lord so delight in holocausts and sacrifice as in obedience to the command of the Lord? Obedience is better than sacrifice and submission than the fat of rams. For a sin like divination is rebellion and presumption is a crime of idolatry because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he too has rejected you as ruler. Saul replied to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have disobeyed the command of the Lord and your instructions. In my fear of the people, I did what they said. Now forgive my sin and return with me, that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, because you rejected the command of the Lord. And the Lord rejects you as, like, as king of Israel. As Samuel turned to go, Saul seized a loose end of his mantle and tore it off. So Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day, and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. The glory of Israel neither retracts nor repents, for he is not man that he should repent. But he answered, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel. Return with me, that I may worship the Lord your God. And so Samuel returned with him, and Saul worshipped the Lord. So, the key takeaway of this passage 
is, Does the Lord so delight in holocausts and sacrifices as in obedience to the command of the Lord? Obedience is better than sacrifice and submission than the fat of rams. Because sort of the irony in this is that true obedience to God is sacrifice. Because we are sacrificing our own will, our own desire to do His will. And that's what creates us as children of God after our baptism. What creates us as Christians, what creates us as man or woman, our true identity, you know, is that we desire God and we execute the plans he has for us. Saul here, he didn't desire God. He once did. So God looked for him to execute his plans. Plans that God had destined for many generations before Saul for Saul to carry out. And Saul chose to do what he wanted to do. And of course that um, upset Samuel. And Samuel, he, if we dive into this passage, he could be um, like someone in our life that speaks, that God speaks through, helping us, helping direct our life. Or we could look at it as we could be the Samuel in someone else's life, helping them. And then we see them not do God's plan and we just, it upsets us because we love God. So something key here towards the end of that passage that I think it's good to take in that Samuel does is, he says, God rejects you because God did reject Saul. Saul, it's hard to tell if he was actually sorry or not. He knew he messed up, um, and he didn't want God to part from him. But God parted from him, and Samuel stands there, and he says, I'm leaving you too. But Saul begs him, and he's like, please stay so that we may worship the Lord your God. And so Samuel, he could have left. He knew God was leaving Saul. He knew that Saul um, struck out for the third time, basically, and God was done with him because Saul's heart was of stone. But Samuel does what we should do. Instead of focusing on the sin of our friend, instead of belittling them for it, we should speak truth to the matter, and if they seek forgiveness, if they seek for any slight chance of the slither of God's love in their life still, we should go pray with them, as Samuel did, as they worship the Lord together. And so, let us do that today. Let us always be direct with our obedience with God, letting nothing stand in our way of loving Him, serving Him, and desiring Him. And, you know, it is good to sacrifice things. So, 
Let us not just stop at sacrificing our will. Let us practice with making a sacrifice this week of something small, maybe an extra chore around the house, maybe an hour of service somewhere, maybe um, cooking or doing laundry for someone that needs help. Maybe it's something small like um, not eating chocolate. But let's do something. Let us sacrifice something so that it can help our obedience. Thank you for taking a listen today, and I hope you give me another listen another time.